Thank you for tuning in today. My name is Frankie Mazapika. The title of the message is Angelic Snakes. Angelic Snakes. I like that, t- that title because some of you are like, we're going to talk about angels, I think. <laughs> Uh, I'm not sure what we're, are we talking about snakes? Are we talking about angels? Let me start off with scripture straight away. Uh, this is where I'm getting the message from. In Genesis chapter three, most of you know the story. Adam and Eve are in the garden and a, a serpent, uh, starts talking to them. And the Bible says in chapter three, verse six, that the woman was convinced She saw that the tree was beautiful and its fruit looked delicious. She saw that the tree looked beautiful and it looked delicious. We have got to be careful on what we're seeing and what we're looking at because it's, it, that's a different sermon, but it sounds like a good one, doesn't it? And she wanted the wisdom that the tree would give her. So she took some of the fruit and she ate it. And then she gave some to her husband and he ate it too. Now, I, in good conscience, I feel like we cannot talk about the serpent, Adam and Eve and Eve without discussing the fact that a snake was talking. How many of you have had an issue with that your entire life? My, I have two hands up. Like, not, not just the snake was talking, but that Eve and Adam or, or, or the monkeys or whatever, that Eve was okay with this. If you walk into, raise your hand if you have a dog or a cat inside of your house right now. You have a dog or your cat. It, let's say, All of a sudden, I have two dogs. If I walk into my house and my dog, Max, looks at me and goes, Hey, Frankie. (laughs) Do you think I'm going to talk to the dog? My brain is going crazy. Kids, get in the car. Our dog, I don't, it's not a dog anymore. If all of a sudden the snake is like, Hey, Eve. And she's like, Hi. What? Like, can we, can we stop pretending like this is normal? This is not normal. Unless it wasn't a snake. Now that would make much more sense. But we'll get to that in just a little bit. What I want to spend a little bit of time on straight away is the verse that we just read. It says this, I want you to put it on the screen. Because I have not only had trouble wondering why a snake was talking, but I've also wondered where Adam was this whole time. So let's read this verse together out loud. And then I'm going to ask you, where was Adam? Okay, one, two, three. The woman was convinced. All right, hold on. My son wasn't reading, so we got to do this all over again. I told you. All right. One, two, three. The woman was convinced. Stop. 
up. I don't think we need to read it anymore. Where was Adam? Where was Adam? He was standing right there the whole time watching this happen. I can't wait to get to heaven. I have so many things to talk about. I mean, we have thrown stones at Eve for so many generations. Why do you do it? You're talking to snakes. You're eating fruit. Look at this world. It's all because of you. Adam, what were you doing? You were just standing there. I was like, this is a good idea. I, I, you know, I've been looking at the tree. I, you know, I, if I had to be honest, it, it does look good. Okay, I'll take a bit. Can I just say, just for a moment, that it was Adam's responsibility to look at Eve and say, no! Put the fruit, don't touch! That's not what we do. Someone in the family has got to say, that's not what we do. Help me. That's not what we do. I have teenage kids. I get the frustration and the nervousness. Even mentioning it with them on the front row makes me nervous. I don't want any more conflict in the house. I don't want them to be mad at me. I don't want it to be awkward. I don't want to have an argument. But somebody has got to say, that's not what we do. Now let's really, uh, it's about to get awkward between me and them real quick. Are you ready? On the count of three, three, two, one. We don't listen to that kind of music. We don't listen to that kind of music in our house. We don't talk like that in our house. That's not what we do. Do you know, if you want to get kicked out of my house as a family or a guest, speak sarcastically. One time. (laughs) One time. One time. Be sarcastic. One time. It, it, you, I'm telling you. One, two, three, four. Here we go. One time. That's not what we do. Now the Mazapikas have a lot to work on. Don't let me give you the wrong impression. Sarcasm is not one of them. Frankie will go cuckoo. This bald head will, will look like the, like, like uh, something red. not what we do. Someone in the family has to say, this is not what we do. This is not what we do. And if there's an argument, oh my gosh, I don't like it either, but let it be so. If you have kids in your house, this is a very easy thing because they're house rules. Now, when they leave the house, you got to pray. While they're in the house, you really don't need to pray. You don't pay the bills. You don't bring the food. You're going to church and you're going to pretend like you like it. This is how we roll. 
All right. Now that our youth group just went, it just fell apart down to half its size. Adam, why didn't you open your mouth? Why didn't you open your mouth? Eve, why are you serving fruit to Adam that's going to kill him? The Bible says that by the fruit of our lips, Eve, Eve, 2022 Eve's, Eve, why are you talking like that to your family? Why are you talking like that to your husband? Why are you talking like that to your, why are you talking, why is it, shut up, give me some good fruit, give me some good fruit. I'll tell you this, ladies, if you tell your husband that he looks hot when he does the yard, he will mow every other day. That's enough of that verse. And then it says that the Lord came into the garden looking for Adam and Eve. And in verse number eight, verse uh, chapter three, it says that Adam and Eve were hiding in the trees. Now, what was their job? Their job. Their job was to take care of the garden. They were hiding in their job. Are you ahead of me on that? I can't do it because I don't have time. I don't have time. I don't have time. I don't have time. I'm working. I'm working. I don't have time. You're already there. I don't need to preach it. We can't hide in our job. We cannot hide. Now, ladies, don't look at your husband like I told you. Because there's things you may be the one working. And if you're, if you stay at home, you're working more than all of us. And so, don't hide. Everyone say, don't hide. Now let's dive into, I'm going to talk about Adam. I'm going to talk about Eve and I'm going to talk about this serpent, Adam. So the Lord looks at Adam in verse number 12 and he says, Adam, did you eat the fruit of the tree? And I love Adam's words. It's it's something that only a guy would say. He He goes, well, the woman, the woman that you gave me, Gave me the fruit. He's not taking any responsibility. It's the woman. The woman gave me the fruit. He's blaming the woman. And then in his next breath, just in case God's not buying that, he's going to blame him. Have you ever met anybody that likes to blame other people for everything that's going down? Everything that's going down. I'll say this. If you have a propensity to blame others, let us look in the mirror because the person we see will betray us more than anyone else. I'll move along. So he's blaming God. Why'd you let this happen? Why'd you? Have you ever met somebody? If God were real, why does he let bad things? Oh my goodness. It's always God's fault or people's fault. I can hear Adam. Look, God, I laid down. I was taking a nap. I woke up and there's this naked girl laying right next to me. And she's walking around the garden, naked, shaking hips. (laughs) Do you see the problem that I have, God? And... You know, both Adam and Eve were smoking hot. And we know that because the Bible says that they were naked and unafraid. (laughs) 
this woman. She comes walking up to me, this naked chick walking up to me. Just work with me. I know I'm embellishing, but just let's just have a... She's holding apples. How am I supposed to say no to that? I mean, come on. Do you know that when we stand before the Lord, you'll stand in a single file line and you won't be able to point at anybody? And so then he says, he, he, looks at, he looks at Adam. He looks at Adam. And he, just, just work for me, my Spanish-speaking friends. He looks at him. He says, ¿Cómo digo? No comprende? Eres stupido? I didn't have to translate that, right? You stupid? Yeah, you be quiet now. You, you. Mm. Let me talk to your wife. This is always very nerve-wracking for a man. You're going to talk to them. Oh my gosh, here we go. Have you ever had, have you ever had your kids, even if they're adult kids, they said, Dad, you remember the time you said, and you're like, <gasps> he goes, you be quiet, Adam. Um, Eve, did you eat of the fruit of the tree? This is in verse 13. And she's honest. Oh, you got to love the honesty. She says, it was Satan that beguiled me. That's what it says in the King James Version. It was Satan who beguiled me. What does beguiled me? I'm so glad you thought that. What does beguiled mean? Beguiled means to charm or to enchant. Satan charmed me. He enchanted me. He drew me. It, it looked beautiful. It sounded good. It, it felt like fun. It seemed so innocent. He beguiled me. You know, the, the, when, when Satan lures you, he, he doesn't come to you and whisper, I'm going to kill you. That's not how he comes. He, he doesn't send in the grim, the grim reaper. He doesn't send somebody in there with like fangs. He sends in a good looking Don Juan DeMarco with a silver tongue. He sends in somebody that's going to promise you the world and make you feel so special. Oh, let's get off people for a second because that's not the only tool the enemy uses. He draws you into these certain addictions. Certain addictions. It, it, it's, it's like these crutches. It's not a big deal. But here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Two things. Number one. No, I'll just do one thing. I don't have time for it. This is what Satan does. He gets you on both sides of the door. See, before you do anything that's ungodly, the enemy will come along and say with his silver tongue, it, you deserve it. It's not that big of a deal. God's going to love you forever anyway. You deserve it. It's not that big of a deal. God's going to love you anyway. Right before you get ready to yell at someone, curse at someone. Right, but right, You deserve it. What you're saying is true. God's going to love you anyway. Enjoy the addiction and stop calling it an addiction. You work hard and you deserve it. People don't know your problems. They can't judge you. You deserve it. And then you do it. 
So now you're on the other side of the door. You do it, you say it, you think it, whatever. And then the enemy has a different song. I can't believe you did this. And you call yourself a Christian? And you think you're a good man? You think you're a good woman? Look what you just did! And he works both sides of the door. And then just about the time you're not feeling guilty anymore, you have another opportunity. And all of a sudden you forget the bitterness of the regret. And all you can taste is the sweetness of the sin. And so it's not a big deal. And then you start thinking the consequences really weren't that bad. Man, this is really good. The consequences, the last time I did it, I actually got away with it. Nobody saw me. Nobody heard me except for maybe uh, that one person heard it. It's not that bad. It's not like I lost my house over it. You know, I've been to church. I feel like I'm doing good with God. The penalty wasn't that great. Just do it again. I can't believe I did that. That's like 14,000 times in a row. I keep doing it. Why? Do you see the pattern? It's the pattern. I want to tell you, in James chapter 4, verse 7, it says, if you resist the devil, he will flee. But you you, got to see him coming, though. You got to see him coming. It is not heroic to stand up against temptation. It is heroic to never put yourself in a position to not be, to be tempted. Can I say it again? It's not heroic. It's not heroic to put yourself in a position to be tempted and stand up to it. That's not heroic. Heroic is knowing if I get myself in that position, I'm going to be tempted. I'm not even going to put myself in the position. Not even going to put it. It, it, Let me be silly. Let me be silly. If you buy cookies, if you buy bluebell ice cream, if you buy this and you put it in your refrigerator and you're like, look how much self-control I have. What? Have we lost our mind? What's, what's brilliant is not buying the bluebell ice cream. What's brilliant is not buying the temptation. Never even put yourself there. And so here we go. We got Adam lying. We got Eve telling the truth. And now let's talk about this serpent. Can we talk about the serpent? I don't think it was a snake. In fact, it's not that I don't think it was a snake. I know it wasn't a snake. I've read the same drawings and seen the snake and the apple tree and Eve standing there. And it's not true. There was never a snake. There was never a serpent. Not the way you think it. There was a serpent, but not a snake. See, Satan is a serpent. I mean, would you like to know what he actually looked like? I'm telling you, the Bible is full of good stuff. It's in Ezekiel chapter 38, verse 13. And it was, he was so adoring that I want you to read it for yourself. Go ahead, put it on the screen. You, this is God speaking to Satan, you were in Eden, the, the garden of God. You were clothed as, it was. A, I'm sorry, your clothing was adorned with every precious stone. He showed up adorned with stones. Do you know what angel means? Light bearer. So he had light bursting 
out of these beautiful stones. It wasn't the tree. It was the spirit around the tree. When that angel, that that demonic angel showed up, all the woman saw, all the man saw was this angel. That's all that was there. And you might be wondering, how in the world was this angel bearing light after he got kicked out of heaven? How does that happen? I'm so glad you asked. Paul tells us how it happened. In 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 14, it says that Satan masquerades himself as an angel of light. He's a duplicator. He's a liar. He's an imitator. What looks like light is not light. That's why it says in, in Isaiah, Isaiah, gosh, what is it? Isaiah, I think it's 5-4, but uh, I might have the address wrong. But, but it, it reads like this. It says, soon people will call what is right wrong and what is wrong right. They won't be able to know the difference. They will call what is black white and what is white black. They will call what is bitter sweet and what is sweet bitter. This is how he works. Where people don't know evil anymore. They get confused. See, discernment is not knowing the difference between good and evil. Discernment is knowing the difference between what is almost good. Are you with me? Everybody knows that it's evil to blow a guy's head off. Everybody knows that. But let's just dial in. To our words and our attire and our attitude. Let's dial in to what could go either way. Now you need discernment. Now you need the Holy Spirit. You got to have the Holy Spirit whispering in your ear. You got to have the Holy Spirit leading you. You can't worship Jesus without the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is all we got. He's your comforter. He's your source of power. He's the one that protects you. It's the Holy Spirit that whispers to you. It's the Holy Spirit that sends fire into your veins like lightning. It's the Holy Spirit that causes dead hearts to come alive. It's the Holy Spirit that causes your heart to turn from stone to flesh. It's the Holy Spirit that brings thoughts of goodness to your mind. It's the Holy Spirit that strips off the demonic forces off of your body. It's the Holy Spirit that covers your house. It's the Holy Spirit that draws you to goodness. You think you were invited by your friend this morning? Oh my goodness. It's the Holy Spirit that pulled you here. Come on, put your hands together for that. It's the Holy Spirit. And what's so beautiful is Paul tells us the very last words that he wrote to the, to the church that needed the most help. He says this. He says, in, in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14, he says, have communion with the Holy Spirit. Communion. Yeah, let me illustrate communion. This is Jesus sitting down having communion. He, he had Italian blood in him, for those of you who didn't know. <laughs> he sat down with some bread and he ripped it. You never eat bread that you don't rip, just so you know. If it's already sliced for you, that's fine, but you, something... It's a skill to rip bread. For those of you that have ever eaten pasta, if you're eating pasta with bread, 
and you get to the end of your meal and you have bread left, you've lost. If you have bread left and sauce on your plate, the work is not over. You got it. It's a little embarrassing handing the waitress a plate that's cleaner than it was when it came to the table. You hand it to her. There's, there's an art to eating pasta. There's an art to bread. There's something about bread. You know what's wonderful about bread is it's always existed. Pizza, God's gift to mankind, hasn't always existed. Pasta. The heavenly nutrition that we all need <laughs> they didn't cut they didn't eat pasta back then, which is in large part part of their problem but but communion is sitting down with bread there's always been bread there's always been bread you go all the way back there's always been bread. He takes bread and he breaks the bread and he sits down with a glass of wine. And he talks with them. He talks with them. Bread. Glass of wine. And he talks with them. That's, that's communion. It's communion. It, communion is, it's, it's not like the whole atmosphere would have changed if they would have slammed down a Guinness. It's not. The whole atmosphere would have. Wine is set up. For intimacy. And and Paul's saying this. All of your problems. Church in Corinth. All of your problems. If you just have intimacy. With the Holy Spirit. If you just say. Are you okay with this? That's scary. This is what I'm going to pray into your life right now. That for the rest of your life. Starting today. Every single sound of music. The Holy, you will ask the Holy Spirit, are you okay with this? Because here's the deal. You got your ear gate. You got your eye gate. You got your mouth gate. You got to watch those gates. Because what's coming through these gates determines the spirit within. There are some people who are married, but they have an unmarried spirit. They're married at night when they get home, but during the day, they're having many affairs. A many affair is eye contact that's too long. How long is too long? You know it when you're doing it. Are you with me? You know it when you're doing it. And you enjoy the many affairs and then you get home and you're married again. It's, it's, it's an unmarried spirit. How does that happen? It's with the eyes. It's with the lips. It's with the ears. I'm not just talking about that. I'm talking about the trash that gets in your soul. The trash. You're a temple of God. Not a house for mess. Are you with me? This is when the Holy Spirit, are you okay with this? I told a joke in the first service that I felt the Holy Spirit say, don't tell that joke on this stage. Don't tell that joke. I started doing this after I said it. 
because I could feel that joke wasn't necessary. I had to say, I'm sorry, Holy Spirit. That, that joke was not necessary. Are you with me today? Stand up on your feet. I can already sense that this service is going to end different than the first service. The first service, well, it was special, but this is a, this is a different special. I feel like God wants to heal a th- something going on in the throat. I know that's broad, but I, I've, I didn't do well in biology class. It might have been. What is it? What is it? Somebody help me out. not thyroid it's um it's almost like it's it's it's, is it cancer what is it a nodule nodule. yes 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 come here there's someone else with a, a a nodule in your throat that's exactly what it was it's a nodule but it but it could be cancer too does anyone have cancer in their throat If not, then I'll just own it and say, hey, I thought, it, I, I thought I was hearing from God, but I wasn't. And that's okay. Was there anyone else? As soon as you said nodule, I was like, yeah. But, but also, is there anyone else with a nodule? She's, got, she's about to get healed right now, just so you know. Is there anyone else? Come down here. Come down here. What's up, Gooch? Come down here. A nodule in your throat. If you're new here, every single Sunday, actually I should say 98% of the time, we play a healing video of someone that got healed in the previous week just to build your faith. Every time we go for healing, people get healed. Here, come close. I'm going to shift gears just for a second. I've become so aware over the past few weeks and I keep wanting to go on. My son asked me today, are you talking about demons again this week? And I was like, I'm going to try not to. I really am. I really am. It's, It's not my favorite subject. It's not my favorite subject. But I watched this morning in the first service, 20 people you could look at them and see that they were being set free. I can't, I I don't even want to describe what I saw because I don't want the power of suggestion to be at play. But if you were here, you would look at them and you would know that person's being set free. Even if if you're not even sure God exists, you would be able to look at them and know something's happening over there. When there has been a demon hanging on the back like a like a cheetah on the back of an antelope. And all of a sudden that person is able to walk out feeling freedom that they've they haven't felt in 20 years. They didn't even know they could feel like that anymore. This is why we come to church. You don't come to church 
to hear a preacher, this is your weekend. This is a special, special, special few days. You don't come to church to hear a sermon. You come to church with the hope and the expectation that just maybe you'll experience God. Everyone just raise your hands in this room. I'm going to say some things that are coming up in my mind. And if any one of these things, and you don't have to be embarrassed because nobody in the room knows which one you're, the reason why you're coming down. But if, if you, if you feel this weight and this burden and you're wondering, you're not for sure, you're wondering if it's a spirit on you. I want you to come down when I say it. I want you to come all the way down and put your feet against the altar. If you feel this this weight, this burden that you feel, it could be a spirit of depression. I know that there's some people that have depression because of a chemical dependency or deficiency. That's sort of a chemical deficiency. I understand it. And not all de- depression is, has, is a demonic thing. But you're wondering if it is. I want you to come down. If, if, if you have entertained pornography, I want you to come down. If, 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 if this is a divorce mentality, there's like divorce in the air. Hatred, hatred in the air. Un- unforgiveness. This is, this is unforgiveness and hatred and anger. It's not tormenting the person that you're thinking about. They don't even know. And if they do know, they don't care. They don't know that you're angry at them. They don't know that you're bitter at them. And if they do know, they, they're not thinking about you. But you are being tormented with anger. If you're being tormented with bitterness, please, I'm begging you, I'm begging you, I'm begging you, please don't play church. If you want to play church, let me know. Shoot me an email so I don't show up. It, it, it just... Jesus wants to free you. Come down, come down, come down. Come down. Don't look around. Who cares? The person next to you doesn't pay your bills. Come down. As soon as you get down here, as soon as you get down here, as soon as you get down here, just raise your hands. Imagine Jesus's face. Close your eyes and just tell him, I reject, I reject this spirit of anger. I reject the spirit of bitterness. And whatever comes to your mind, if you feel yourself getting emotional when you say a particular adjective or a particular feeling, that's the one you need to stay on. And just keep saying it. I reject it. I reject it. I reject it. And the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will begin to free you. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. If you feel yourself getting emotional right now, that's the Holy Spirit saying, you're, come on, baby. Come on, son. Come on, son. Come on. Come on. Come on, girl. Come on. This is the way. This is the way. Say it. I reject it. I reject it. I reject it. I reject it. I know you guys are down here for healing, but just go ahead. Go ahead. Ask the Holy Spirit. Is there anything? Is there anything? I just... I reject it. I reject it. I I rebuke divorce. I rebuke it. I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. Come on. Come on. 
you're, you're allowed to talk in this room. You're allowed to pray in this room. You're allowed to cry in this room. You're, you're allowed to, you're, you're allowed to reach out in this room. Come on. We're not playing patty cake. This is church. This is where people meet with God. This is where we meet with God. Come on. You're allowed to talk in this room. You're allowed to cry in this room. You're meeting with God. Just say, if you don't know what to say, if you don't know what to say, ask the Holy Spirit what to say. If, if your mouth seems like you can't get a word out, that's, that's, a, that's a demonic presence trying to put a lock on your jaw saying, I'm going to think my prayers. No, you got to say it. In the name of Jesus, every demon that's trying to keep people quiet, I rebuke you in Jesus' name. Every fear, I rebuke you. Every insecurity, I rebuke you. We are here to worship God. We are here to be in the presence of God. That's it. Go ahead and raise your hand in this room. I need to stop talking for 30 seconds and let the Holy Spirit work. Talk to him. Talk to him. When you feel yourself getting emotional, when you say a certain word, that's the Holy Spirit saying, that's it. Right there. That's it. Right there. Say it. I reject it. Even if you have to say, I reject anger 17 times in a row, you just keep saying it, saying it, saying it over again, over again, over again. You might be crying because that, that, that spirit doesn't want to let go and angels are dragging them off of you. Just keep saying it. everyone raise your hands in this room that's it say it you're saying is free. Lord Jesus. Prayer partners, just, just start finding people. Don't pray on their side and don't pray behind them. Pray in front of them. in the crowd, just raise your hands right where you're at. My assignment is over now. My assignment is over. I'm about to walk off the stage. But the Holy Spirit's working with you. He's touching you. If you need to get out of your space for any particular reason, just get out of your space. Get out of your space. This is your family. This is the sanctuary. Get out of your space. Come down here and just raise your hands. Oh, Lord Jesus.
you're still in your seat, just raise your hands and just visualize his face. being touched right now. That's it, Roxanne. Get in front of them. Don't pray behind them. Get in front of them. Prayer partners, ask them. Ask them, is there anything coming to mind that they need to reject? Talk to them. If you have to stop praying, stop praying. Talk to them. Is there anything, anything coming to mind? Let the Holy Spirit be a part of this moment. Let the Holy Spirit be a part of this moment. If no one is praying with you, the Holy Spirit is, is, is right next. He's bringing thoughts to your mind. Those of you that are in the room, this is, this is good pastoring, if you don't mind me saying this. You just ask the Holy Spirit, what, uh, help me, help me, help me. And things will come to your mind like that. I need to pray for that. You, uh, the little girl sitting here, that whole row, that whole row, not you, Francisco, the four of you, the, that little girl, all four of you, all four of the adults, just come on down. I just need to pray for you. I promise. I, I, I don't even know if we know each other, but I just need to pray for all four of you. Just come stand next to each other. I'm going to come down there and pray for you. no official dismissal Omar just just give me something